we're talking about the faithfulness of God. He's so faithful. So faithful. He's been so faithful to me as I know he's been to everyone in this place tonight. He is God. He's faithful. And he can, even if I'm unfaithful, he cannot deny himself. He's faithful. That's who he is. Part of who he is. Deuteronomy 7.9. That's a big one. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Faithful is he. Psalm 89, 8. Oops, I'm going the wrong way. Here we go. 89. I'm using my phone tonight, so it's the first time. It's not as quick as my Bible. Oh, Lord God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O oh Lord? You are entirely faithful. And in Judges, 7, 1 to 22, talks about Gideon and how God brought him forth and said to Gideon, you're mighty man of valor. Gideon didn't think that. Didn't think that at all. However, I think there was a time as he was stepping out to do as God obeyed him to do, that that came to his mind. And he remembered that. And that enabled him to take that next step. To me, that's the faithfulness of God. That he will do what he says he's going to do. Psalm 119, 89, 90. <laughs> if it's the last you want to hear of me tonight, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. His faithfulness extends from one generation to the other generation, and it continues. It never stops. That's who he is. And as, uh, in this, I went to Ruth, the book of Ruth. And was reading through it and how as she obeyed and did as she was instructed, again, we see the faithfulness of God in what he wanted to establish. And it was done. Next. <laughs> First Chronicles 28.20. As you can tell, I've basically gone through and found scriptures that speak of his faithfulness and uh, situations, different times that refer to his display of that faithfulness. 
I don't think I'll find it there. First Chronicles 28, 20. You're welcome. Then David continued, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He'll never fail you. He'll never forsake you. He's faithful. That which he has planned and purposed for your life will be fulfilled. As long as we walk in obedience and trust him to do what his word says. I was listening in prayer as Pastor Nancy on Sunday mentioned the word demand. That we place a demand. So I, that was kind of swirling around there. And I thought, okay, well, maybe, but no, he didn't. He led me this way. But what I found out is when we're praying in regards to what the covenant has already given us, we already have it. So by rights, to me, that says that I don't need to go to God and ask him for healing. I don't have to ask him for provision daily. I don't have to ask. I need to thank him. Thank him and place a demand on the anointing for healing. Place a demand on the anointing for prosperity and finances. Place a demand on that situation or challenge that comes forth. Speak forth his word, knowing he's already taken care of it. I already have the victory and go forth from there. That is the way I believe we as believers should be living each and every day of our lives. I don't believe I have to ask for what he's already given me. I do need to be thankful that he's made that provision because without the blood, we wouldn't have it. Without his sacrifice, without him rising from the dead, without him being seated at the right-hand side of the Father in Christ Jesus, where we also are seated. That's where we are. I can remember a time that the Lord gave me a vision. I was seated at the right-hand side of the Father. And there's great, the largest sword I've ever seen is one that Pastor Gary had in his office. And to me, that was huge. I just looked at it and went, wow. Wow, that's the word. Wow. But I didn't get the full revelation of that sword until Sunday when Pastor Paul, I don't know if it was in prayer, but you mentioned the two-edged sword. Yes, it was in prayer because we were praying for Pastor Gary. I think you were praying for Pastor Gary at the time. And not only is the word that he delivers for us, but it's also for him. So in that way, it's two-edged. And I went, oh, so that's what that means. Because I had that question for a long time. And, and this is what he does with me. He's faithful. The questions I've had, I'll be listening to a sermon. Oh, and I'll be listening to Pastor Gary. There was one a few weeks ago. Oh, that's what that means. So he does answer. He definitely faithful and he answers. Maybe not when I like it, but he does answer. And usually it's the time when I really need it, that he makes that revelation available that we can go forth with it. But then he showed me again. I was I don't know who the person was speaking, but they were talking on faith. And to see faith in your imagination, our imaginations have been taken by the enemy and used in the wrong way. 
when our imagination is intended for God to be used God-like way. And so he was talking about faith, imagining that you're seated at the right-hand side of the Father where we are positioned. And he said, just imagine your hand. Now, I thought about the hand of God, and I just can't fathom it because it's so big. I would, I just touch it. I wouldn't be able to grasp his hand, that's for sure. If, you know, when I think about it, because he's huge. Humongous. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I lay my hand on his portion, very small portion. <laughs> and I allow, I place a demand on the anointing for healing, let's say. And I believe and I see that anointing flowing from him through me and the healing taking place. That was huge. That was huge. And so that's when now, because already healed, and when I need a touch, thank you, Lord, I'm placing the demand on your healing today, according to your word, and I receive. My hand's placed on yours. I Come on, the anointing's coming, and thank you. And that, it works. It does work. And the same if I need strength, and I usually need strength. So again, he's already made the provision, so it's up to me to make a demand on the anointing for strength and allow that strength, his strength, to flow into my body or if it's strength of mind, into my mind, or into my emotions, whatever I need, we need to start placing a demand on the anointing for what we already have. Already have. Now, where was I? (laughs) Okay, we did 1 Chronicles 28.20. And in Second Chronicles twenty thirteen to 24, it talks about Judah, the tribe of Judah, knowing it's the praise and worship. God just told them to go forth, stand, and be firm, and they would see the salvation of God. So they did. And when they went out, the tribe of Judah went out forth and praise and thanksgiving unto God giving him thanks and glory and honor. The, the, the ministry of worship and praise is so powerful. If we would just take hold of it and realize that even at that time, we do not have to wait until after the word is preached. We don't have to wait. We can receive ministry while the praise and worship is taking place. God's faithful. He'll do it. If your heart is right and you're believing for something, you don't have to wait an hour later to get it. You can place a demand on that anointing at that time and receive it. And then get into praise and worship even more. That's what we need to do. And so this is what they had done. And then they came out and um, the enemy started fighting each other and fighting their allies. And when they went in, it took them three days to get all the plunder. It was amazing. Faithfulness of God. We need to trust God. We need to trust him. And I speak for me. Me. (laughs) I need to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Good one. Lean not onto your own understanding. 
in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He will. I personally have found trust has been a process. And I think it is for all of us because of where we've come from. But I think we can get to a place where we can actually, our trust in God can be above every other thing. That And because we trust him and we know he's faithful and his word is going to do what his word says it's going to do, no more, no less, going to do exactly what we need to remind ourselves sometimes, exactly what God wants it done in our lives. Sometimes it's not what I want. I mean, he delights to give me the desires of my heart, but he is God. And because my heart's desire is to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has for my life, that's what I want. So sometimes I get corrected. That's because he loves me. Now, where was it going again? Lamentations. No, let's go to Psalm 121.8, please. I'm going to get a little faster on this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm home, so. Hmm, okay. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, watching every movement, both now and forever. He's faithful. He'll always watch over us. Always. There's never a time that is not. But in order for us to be aware of that, we need to be focused in on him, who he is, and in his presence. That's where we'll find. When, when I'm in his presence, there's no other place I'd rather be. And I don't get the opportunity to be there as much as I'd like to, but then sometimes, eh, he's working on me. Some... Did we do Psalm 138 too? Okay, we're going to do 138 too. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you, Lord, for all of them will hear of your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. And I'm going to stop there. I didn't mean to read all that, but it was getting good. <laughs> Is it? Okay, we'll keep going then. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Wow, that, 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 well, that's good. <laughs> Yummy. 
Mm. Okay. Psalm 146, 5 and 6. Mm. He keeps his promises. He's faithful to keep them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. We can take it to the bank, his promises, because he keeps them forever. His promises are yea and amen to those who believe. We are believers. We believe, and as we believe, we receive. We receive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. There's his faithfulness again. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Great is his faithfulness. So faithful to do and be. And again, Luke 1, 68 to 70. We're actually going to get into the New Testament for a minute. 1, 68 to 70. I believe that's what I'm looking for. I'm going to know in a minute. Second. Mm. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. A promise, he's faithful. Faithful to fill each and every one of his promises, and that was a promise. Thank you, Lord. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. Went a little further than I had done there, but that's okay. Romans 4, 20, 22. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too. Assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die for our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. 
we are right with God. It has nothing to do with what I do today or tomorrow. It has everything to do with the complete work of the cross. I stand righteous before him because of that. I don't have to work for it. It took me a long time to learn that, that I didn't have to work. It's nice to rest in the fact that it's a gift and that he's given it to us. We don't have to do anything to get it. Jesus already did everything that was required, and we could never do enough to obtain it anyway. So we might as well rest <laughs> and be at peace with that. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, and 13. Mm. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. There is confidence, but then there can be times that we could become overconfident. And at that time, that would be a place for the enemy to come in and cause us to stumble and fall. Our confidence is in Christ and Christ only. No more, no less, it's Christ, Christ alone. The temptations in your life are no more different from what others experience. Every one of us experience them. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can handle. Be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So every temptation that comes before us, if we're wanting to escape... All we need to do is ask God, and he'll give us that way out. We don't have to fall into that temptation. We need to run from it and shout and praise the Lord and speak his word. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. <laughs> four, four, seven. Don't worry about anything. Worry's a waste of time. I spent a lot of years wasting my time worrying. And guess what? It didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> Tell God, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. But in that need, thank him for all he has already done. Sure, we have needs, but his word is the answer to our needs. And that's what we need to take forth to him and ask for that. I demand on that anointing. I'm not going to lose that one. <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> demand on the, yes, demand on the anointing for whatever we need. He supplies. But one thing I think we need to realize, and I'm starting to realize it, I'd like to say I've got it 100%, but that would be a lie, so I'm not going to do that, is that uh, it is really in his time. It really is in his time. And an example is that is I was all excited about starting online business. Right gung-ho, running out the door, so to speak. And uh, I had a word regarding it, and so I flew with that word, but it wasn't God's time. Now, during these last two years, have I grown? 
Yes, because he's actually used that business to grow me, to take me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> mm, I love being taken out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Mm, that's what I'm learning. That's where life begins. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm still doing the online business, but I now know it's in God's timing. And when... When his timing takes place, because he's right on time every time, it's going to fly. Because he already gave me the word exponentially. And I remind him of that. So it's going to happen. But in the meantime, he took that and he said, okay, there goes my daughter, Carolyn, running ahead of me. <laughs> I love her, but I'm going to bring her back in which he has done, and, uh, and in that, he, he grew me a lot. I'm really not a people person. In the natural, I'm not a people person at all. Give me a corner, and I'll go find it, and I'll sit there. <laughs> but he's, he's drawn me out of that. I, I would like to say that I'm 100%. I'll, I'll take 70%, and he'll continue on the rest. And... Uh, I have to realize when there's a lot of people around that I need to feel uncomfortable and know that God's working, working through me, working, at, working me at that time instead of allowing that feeling of discomfort to do what it had all, always done. I need to change that, and I'm working on moving over to the other side in that. But he's faithful, and, and through this he's been faithful, and he'll continue to be faithful, and I know that. It's not going to stop. Oh, Carolyn, there you go. You went that door and you should have went this door. I'm done with you. No, he's not done with me. He never will be done with me. And he's faithful and it will be accomplished by him. It will be done. Oh, now, where am I now? Second Timothy. Do we do Philippians 4, 6 and 7? Yeah, we did, didn't we? 2 Timothy 2.13. Mm. Let's go back to 11. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. So when we get in a spot, or maybe I should be saying when I get in a spot, yeah, I'll do that. When I get in a spot, and maybe I wasn't as quick to respond in something that I should have been, that doesn't mean that he won't fulfill. Because he'll remain faithful. And he usually gets me where he wants me. Because I want to be where he wants me. It's a willingness. It's the obedience, the willingness, and the wanting. And I'm realizing that I don't have to be willing. Well, no, no, let me say this right. I have to be willing to God, yes. But I don't have to be willing to what everybody else thinks or says. I need to be true to myself, 
and true to God. So I need to be willing to do what God desires me to do, but be me. Just be me. Just be. As I was told about six years ago, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, just be. What's that, Lord? <laughs> that was an honest question at that time. Since I, I have found out. I have found out. But that's what he wants all, from all of us, to just be. Because we're unique individuals. None of us are the same. So I'm not going to walk the way that Sharon walks, or Marie walks, or Gail, or Evelyn, Pastor Shirley, Pastor Paul, Pastor Gary, Pastor Nancy. I'm not going to walk. I'm going to walk the straight and narrow, but it's going to be different because I'm unique. It's going to be the way that God wants it work through me, as he does with each and every one here. That's what he wants. At least that's what I think he wants. Mm. I'm almost done. Second Timothy 4, 18, I believe. Actually, I'm going to go back to 16. The first time I brought before the judge, I was brought before the judge. No one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. May it not. Oh. But the Lord stood with me, and he gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. As he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. It's not a nice feeling to be abandoned. And I know that most of us have experienced that in our lives. It's not a nice feeling. So it wouldn't have been a nice feeling for Paul at that time either. But, but God. He strengthened him. He stood with him. And he knew that God was doing that. God was faithful. And always will be faithful. Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted. Or God is faithful to keep his promise. We don't have to question that at all. It's what his word says. And that's what it is. 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. He's faithful to you. He keeps all his promises. We can cast those cares on him. We can speak the word regarding those cares. And we can thank him that he's already taken care of them. Therefore, we can rest in him. We can enjoy that peace that passes all understanding that mounts guard over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We can have that every day of our lives. Usually when I don't, I've walked out of something that I shouldn't have. All I need to do is step back into his peace. It's just one step. I know when I'm not, I know when I don't have his peace. 
and therefore I know, and it's usually, I know when I don't have his peace, so therefore I go back to where I had it, and then I can take a clear look at what's in front of me and decide from there and continue to walk in his peace. He's faithful, kind, loving, compassion, merciful, everlasting, truthful, truth itself. He's so many things. He's our provider, complete provision, because the blood was applied, and that blood cannot be denied. Through that blood, the truth was revealed, and we are healed. And Holy Spirit is the seal. We have so much to be thankful. Most of our prayers should be thanksgiving and praise unto our God, who has already done, because we're more than a conquer through Christ Jesus, who loved us and gave his life for us. So in reality, most of our prayers should be thanksgiving and praise. And if there's a need that needs to be addressed, place a demand on the anointing for that need right there and then and give him praise and honor and glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.